time for another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. RSL coming home to face the best team in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia Union. I should mention not only the best team in the East, but on total points, the yeah. second best team in the league on per match average third. But right there with the LA Galaxy. Yeah, depending on how you want to slice it. LAFC is the big dog, mm-hmm. but then it's it's Philly and and uh, we'll see New York City FC if they belong in that. They've got a few games in hand if they can keep this pace going. Maybe maybe yeah. they're in that mix. Philadelphia's been flying high, plain and simple. But I wanted to start off here, DJ. Yep. How disappointing was that 93rd minute goal for Danny? Is it Huyson? Is how he says his last name? Huyson. Huyson. Okay. Danny Huyson. And it was very disappointing. Like that was... It was, the soccer word is gutted. Yes, gutted, yes, absolutely. And I think the only reason that I personally wasn't is that, uh, well, I don't run sprints, I don't run back and forth. I know, you know, it's a whole we thing, doesn't really, you know. I think that when you're in the middle of it, I think the players and the coach, and Petke was as down after the game as I've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't try to sugarcoat it at all. He really doesn't do that much of that. I mean, I think you have to do a certain amount just because you're the coach. There's some things you can say and some you can't. Yes. um, but I think that the thing for everyone else to keep in mind is like, this is how MLS works. Mm-hmm. There's tremendous parity. Uh, there will be last second wins. There'll be last second losses. In this case, the last second loss. <laughs> yeah. The last second wins are more valuable. This isn't basketball. This isn't football or baseball. You know, when, when you get a goal at the death against Atlanta to win, mm-hmm. you go from one point to three. You pick up two points. Yes. When you're scoreless and you're going to get a road point, and I don't want to underplay it, it's a big deal. Yeah. But you only lost one point. Yes. You know, in the NFL, you win a game, you lose a game. It it's, count, it's, it's the it's, same. It's a game, yeah. Well, their, their last second goal conceded at San Jose, their last second goal scored against Atlanta, they end up plus one. Yeah. If those both end in draws, they have two points. Yeah. They right. got three. Now, it's easy to just get greedy and say, well, we ought to have four. And I get why RSL fans say that. And that's why it hurt. Yeah. But this keeps happening in MLS. Yep, it does. And it looks right now, you look at the standards like, RSL could fall way behind. Okay, well, it wasn't that long ago we were saying, RSL could pull way ahead. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, there's a couple outliers, but in a salary cap league, it pretty much evens out. And this is the scary part of the result, is at the end, RSL barely makes the playoffs or barely misses the playoffs. You know, throw, throw Pecky's first year out. Yeah. He takes over in the year and doesn't have a training mm-hmm. camp, misses the first few games and all that. Yeah. Um, but, well, last year, they barely made the playoffs. They were not going to make the playoffs until Houston made a mess of the last 45 minutes in Los Angeles. <laughs> and Houston true. did not make a mess of the last 45 minutes. But when I'm doing a podcast, yeah. I hold myself to FCC and community standards. We know what Houston did in the bed in the last 45 minutes. Yeah. Jack Nicholson in a movie once said, never trust a fart. <laughs> that's what Houston did in the bed. It was off. And that's why they got in. Now, the year before that, they're out by literally one point. They had the tiebreaker if they had one more point. And that exactly. is a scary point. You're like, DJ, you're making the other point. You can't yes. stay on your point. You know, maybe, And maybe that point will be the one point that knocks him out of the playoffs. And that's why it hurts so bad. But I have a hard time with the, they're about to go on a run and be third in the West. I don't really think they're that good. They're also not that far away from being that good because third isn't that far away. 
I also don't think they're 11th place team in the West, but they aren't that far away from being the 10th or 11th yeah. team in the West because that's just how congested MLS is. Mm-hmm. All the big leagues that MLS wants to compare itself to, that it can't compare itself to because it's not there, and nor is it going to be there in five years, they have a lot of separation. You know, England's got six clubs at the top that lap the field. MLS doesn't have that, hasn't had that. There's been talk of that happening. But it hasn't happened. But it hasn't happened. LAFC has run away. Yes. LAFC is blowing the doors off the place. But everybody else is going through this. Philly's coming in as a first-place team. And I don't totally want to look ahead. We, we do have to look back. But Philly's coming in as a first-place team. But they are not in a great run of form. No. They picked up five points in the last four matches. That's what I was going to bring up. That's like, 1.25. That's eh. Yeah. And that, eh. they're, they're not... A win, a loss, and two draws. And they played Orlando twice. Mm-hmm. So you got to do better than that. So even when you're in first place... Part of their fan base is going, we ought to be dropping the hammer. Because New York City FC is earning points that you, you know, points per game. Yeah. They're at the same pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're picking them up. I think so. Philly's thinking, come on, come on. That's all the union fans right now. Yeah, so it's part of the deal. And then having said all that, uh, I thought there were multiple things that were disappointing in the game, and it was all going to be covered up because you got the point. Just win, baby, yeah. right? Just, just get, win, or in this case, get just point. get points, baby, yeah. get right? Point. And so they're going to be covered up, but they they didn't create as many chances as you would like, want, prefer, but they did create a couple of quality chances, and if you just finish one or two of them, mm-hmm. it's so different. And, you know, Krylock, that was a great header. He was poorly marked. He had space. when it he was, it was he's rising a free up. header, yeah. It was a free header. The, no one, he had a three-yard, two- to three-yard bubble around him. And he pushes There's no, it. A lot right. of times you're yeah. in the crowd, and you're up, and you see what you want to do, but someone's got you with a shoulder, or someone's got exactly. you with a forearm, and you can't yeah. get right to where you want to be when you want to be there to meet that ball. Mm-hmm. And he had the free header. He was unmarked, and he didn't put it on frame. And yeah. if the keeper saves it, he saves it. Yeah, but... You made it easy on him by putting it... If you don't put it on frame, then you and I can be in goal. (laughs) And anytime you and I can do something... And a pro does it, it's, not ideal. it's a problem. Yeah, it's we got a problem. You're looking to look like DJ and Yach. We got issues here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And there was, there's a bit, there, you said there were quality And there were a couple chances. other. I don't yeah. want to dump it just on Demir. There no, were a couple other chances. You finish one of those, yeah. and the whole complexion of this changes. And I, I'm with you in that regard. And it, yeah. I, I thought it was another good defensive effort that went by the wayside in my mind in that match. RSL went out there. They've gotten back to this defensive-minded culture that Pecky stressed in the preseason. We saw it early in the season. You mentioned that two-match stretch right before the Gold Cup where that it kind was, of fell off. That was a mess. And then they come back, and they've been playing well on defense. It's just it's frustrating, I think, when you see they're putting out these efforts on defense, and then you They've given up short. two get goals yeah. in four games, yes. which is excellent. Yeah, absolutely. That is excellent. And they have seven points to show for it out of 12. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. Yeah. Like, okay, couldn't you have nine or (laughs) ten? Heck, you might have all 12. You got seven? You're defending that well? But here's the thing. Sam Johnson's hurt, and I've heard mixed stuff. Okay. And they don't don't tell me. I wanted to ask you. They don't tell me. I have to figure it out. I have to dig it out. But no different than a beat writer for the Trib or the D News or or me when Channel 4 had the rights or what, you know. And so what I would tell you about Sam is... Um, unofficially, I'm hearing it's 50-50. Okay. 
Okay, so total gray air. When I do hear anything, it doesn't really reveal anything. Great, you know. <laughs> sources, he might go to fill in the blank team. Yeah. Well, he might go. I don't need sources he for that. Might. He might. Anybody <laughs> might do anything. You can put 50, 50 isn't that revealing? But I will tell you from being around the team for a long time and tracking this because I got the book with all the lineups and, you know, you can go yeah. back and look at all that stuff. And when they tell you 50-50, in my mind, I immediately go to 20-80. Yeah. Guys who are 50-50 do play. But most of the guys, when they're told 50-50 this far out, the way they're running it right now under Pecky, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? You know, it doesn't matter what the last guy did, and I don't know what the next guy will do. But yeah. when Mike Pecky's calling the shots, when I hear someone's 50-50, I'm thinking he's probably not going. I, I don't agree. know it definitely. They tend to be conservative. And I think this is the way that industries, and I'm talking about sports entertainment as yeah. a whole, um, we certainly see, you know, NBA guys resting, make sure they're back 100% so they don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, so that goes to the whole, the sports science people, they all move between sports. Yeah. And this is what the, the sports science people and the doctors on that end have come up with. And so when the coaches go to their team trainer, their, the sports science people who do all the stretching exercises <laughs> with them early, the coaches used to run, but coaches don't, you know, yeah, it hands don't, off, it hands they don't do now. that. Yeah. They've got somebody who does that, yep. who's a physiotherapist and has that kind of training. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like that's the way it's going. So I would say probably not. Now, I heard Everton was maybe um, a little closer. Okay. Uh, some, And I don't know what it is, but maybe some kind of knock. They're careful with him. Because there's a thought that in that match, once you get to those final 10 minutes, Everton's played a lot of minutes. So I don't know. Because you know they wear those sports bras, right? Yeah. The, the, and actually, they wear those at, at practice and not only just in the training sessions, but in games. On Twitter, a guy except, asked me during the game on except Saturday. Except possibly for Kyle, who just doesn't want any part of it. Really? <laughs> there, there are times. Interesting. I don't, I don't know exactly. I, th- I think I've seen him in sometimes and other times okay. I haven't. So I don't know what's right. going on there. Um, you know, veterans sometimes those, get the wiggle But those track run. everything about these guys. Yeah. Far. So I don't know if they're being preventative with him, okay. worried about how many minutes they're playing. But I heard that was a factor because I think a lot of people, if you're looking at social media, Dunny was certainly talking about it. a lot of people are like, "We'll put Everton in yeah. and just go four in the back, Let and then put three holding mids in Let front." Cl- clean and basically, up. you put one in in uh, every alley, every passing lane, every mm-hmm. channel. You know, you just there's no you can't play a through ball and get in behind. Yeah, exactly. You got to play it over the top, yeah. and they're going to sit pretty deep. And then Nick's going to come out, and so break this down. You can go Christmas tree four three two one. Yeah, go ahead. Put Everton in, and they never did. But that's not why they got beat. Maybe it would have helped because okay. they were arguing a call. Yes, they were. And it was a quick short corner, which shouldn't have caught him napping, A, because it just shouldn't catch you napping. Yeah. It just shouldn't. Um, and, and B, because they'd been playing short corners, and they'd been playing them fairly quickly. Now, they played that one a little more quickly because they saw some guys on RSL with the backs turned. Yes. And so RSL started to react, but the spacing in the zonal marking, there was too big a gap. It was mm-hmm. too big a space. Yeah, and, been... and then there's the goal. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is that I can remember, and this is where all this stuff is so cyclical, I can remember when Jeff Kassar was the guy, and he's like, we can't switch <laughs> off on these dead ball situations. And they did it in Dallas once, mm-hmm. and right. they were playing a bunch of young guys, and they were playing pretty well in a place they usually just yeah, stink. It, it's a long-running issue. And it was a 50-yard yeah. through ball on a quick restart after a foul on the the Dallas was in their defensive half and it was this just 45 yard ball strip boom caught him napping and I can remember Jeff going nuts it's not the first time it's gonna be and I can remember Jason Christ getting all 
mm-hmm. PO'd about throw-ins and falling asleep on throw-ins. <laughs> yeah. You I, know? I actually remember that. Yeah, right? And so this stuff, it just keeps... And it's a totally different group of guys oh, now. Yeah. Well, not totally. I mean, Nick, aside from Nick and Kyle. But, the, but it's mostly a different set of guys, yeah. but it's just... You know, you go hard, you're totally focused, and if you switch off for 15 minutes, sometimes you get punished. Yeah. And the, and the, another thing I think we have to talk about in this game is, and everybody has their reasons why, you know, but why go with zonal marketing? marketing? If they're going to keep doing this, they got to execute it better. I mean, I talked to someone intimately involved with what's going on. Okay. So frustrated after the last win. Really? They beat the crew. Yeah. Right? And they won 1-0. It was not a pretty performance. And there was a corner, and there was a center back, Cronali, uh, yes. who came free like Demir. He did, yeah. Unmarked, rose up, and he put it off the top of the crossbar. Yep, I remember. Yeah. And little things matter, and sometimes you get away with stuff, and sometimes you don't. And they just didn't get punished, and it would have cost them two points. This only yeah. cost them one. So, yeah. So right. either they're going to have to... Go to man they're, marking. Well, they're either going to have to execute they, for reasons, matchups, otherwise. Yeah. They want the zonal stuff. Okay. Uh, or they got to go to man marking. they got to either execute this better or go to the other one. Now, maybe they wouldn't execute the other one. So, you know, it's a pick-your-poison type deal. I'm with and, you on that. And the thing is, if I bring this up, there's a couple players I could bring this up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the guys don't really want to interact with the media and mm-hmm. it's no different than any other team in any other sport. And some of the guys do. And I know there's a couple I could bring it up with and they'd be like... Okay, we've given up three goals on corners all year. We lead the league in, in corners. corners conceded allowed. Yes. Yeah. But they almost never score. And this time, guilty. Yeah, just switched off. Guilty. Yeah. But it's not a long-running problem. We only give up three goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it could be four, and it could be two in the last two games. So you got to clean it up before it bites you again. Yes. Because they're in this stretch where... They're playing a bunch of home games, mm-hmm. and they're back home for two more now. Yes. You know, and so it's this run of six of nine, you know, and... If they get the points, great, then they're golden. But if they mess up at home and they come away with three or four out of six, anytime you concede them at home, you got to go earn them on the road. Yes, you do. And most teams are going to get 15 to 20 points on the road. And RSL right now, because that's a point a game on the road, yes, give or take a little. You play average, 17 yeah. road games. Yep. So 15, or t- 15 to 20 is where these teams are going to end up. And RSL right now, two, seven, and two, they've got six road games left, they've got eight points. Okay, so you essentially need to pull... They don't have many gimmies left on the road. They don't go to Columbus. No. They don't go to New England. New England's coming here at the end of the year, right? Yes, correct. They're at FC Dallas in late July. That's going to be tough. Uh, But I'm saying... Historically, it is. Yes. Historically, it is. I got to tell you, in this playoff race, when you're looking for how is RSL going to get in, (laughs) look at Houston and look at Dallas. Because while RSL struggles when they play there, and that's a documented Mm -hmm. historical fact, those two teams struggle late in the year. I think... In any one home game, it's an advantage for them, but over the course of the season, they get worn down. Yeah. Okay. And also, you're at Sporting Kansas City. RSL is currently one point behind Houston and three behind Dallas. Okay. There yeah, they got to go to KC, and who knows when Sporting's getting healthy. If yeah. Sporting keeps running out these, not even second, but third choice <laughs> lineups, bad. I, I thought Sporting kind of had a second choice lineup when they played RSL. Yeah, but the guys who started at least were in the 18. Yes. There have been lineups earlier this year. They play guys who aren't normally in oh, the yeah, 18. Yeah, they, they're calling up guys that's, from that's, everywhere. Well, that's why they went and got Failhopper yeah. back. Yeah. So the interesting part is, yeah, you, you, you're right. The math on they, this. They do go to Vancouver, where they're never any good, but Vancouver yeah. doesn't look like they're any good. They're down towards the bottom of the West. Yeah. Yeah. So next to last. Yeah. It, it, there's an opportunity here, but you're right. The math plays out where 
RSL, they got to start collecting some road points here. And like you said, if they're going to drop points at home, we're facing, we already said, the Eastern leader, Philadelphia, this weekend. Granted, Philadelphia is not your traditional top dog in the East, in my mind. They're they not- got a winning record on the road. I just told you 15 to 20. They've already gotten 15 points on the road. Yeah, they're but they're not the Red Bulls, the Atlanta Uniteds yeah, of the last not. few years where they're... And they're not in great form right now. Yeah, so that's there's an opportunity there. And then, of course, you have another home match following that. And you got Minnesota coming in the week after. You've got to pull points out of both of these matches. And ideally, DJ, get the six and then go out on that road. We have the home date, of course, that League's Cup, which will be interesting to see how RSL manages that. We'll talk about that when it comes. But... The math on this, yes, RSL needs to start pulling out points from these road matches remaining. Because like you said, the math on it, you've got to get some of these on the road. Because you can't count on getting three every time you're at home. Well, they need three at home this week. Yes, It'll be absolutely. interesting to see. I think, I think Everton goes. I don't know about Natum. Okay. Maybe I expect a little more out of Natum. The odds, to me, just trying to read the vibe in the room, not getting any specifics. Mm-hmm. And I'll know this better, you know, obviously, going to training later in the week. Yeah. Uh, but I think I feel a little better about Natum playing than I do about Sam. Okay. Well, so. But I wouldn't want to. I'm not 100% on either guy. We talked about the depth in, either the, way. in the attack earlier on in this year. Hopefully it pays off. Well, I think the other thing looming here that we can talk about uh, is, you know, with the transfer window coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, when it comes to the buyers and sellers, I can see ourselves selling. I don't think they'll end up buying. Well, uh, there's the long-running rumors know. about Joao Plata. So. I think Plata and Savarino both. Yeah, absolutely. But I brought it up because you said the the yeah. extra tag. I mean, there's seven attackers, and Brooks is an eighth. Mm-hmm. So they don't need eight. Yes, exactly. And, you know, six would probably work. Here's the problem with the attackers. Outside of Sam, who's scoring goals? This is five games now. Albert from the spot. <laughs> It's Sam and Albert from the spot in the last five games. Albert had one penalty, which I feel where, you know, penalties, I've always felt they should be kind of separate. I'm with you. Who earns the penalty? What is happening? How do you get the penalty? And the penalty in Chicago was probably earned mostly by Demer and a little by Bofo. Yeah. Um, And it, I don't know that it was going to lead to a goal. So, you know, sometimes a penalty, you know, it's, it's it's denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. It's a total dog zone yeah. moment, and a guy's on a breakaway. Mm-hmm. He's it's the counter, and, and he's behind everybody, down. and he's yeah. going to score, and you take him down. Yeah. And then when he steps to the spot and scores, I feel like that's a real goal. You know, Demir did a great job to get up and head a ball back in front of goal, and it took a, a weird hop off a guy's arm, partly because he was under pressure. You know, mm-hmm. Bofo's work rate, his effort mattered a lot on that play, but. Yeah, you're right. You got to who's who's scoring goals. Somebody's got to. You got to have somebody step up. I was actually fairly optimistic going to San Jose, figuring everybody's due. Somebody's going to get one. Yeah, you think a guy? Like nobody did. Jefferson Savarino coming in off international well, play. And yeah. Oh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't play Wednesday. I mean, I'm, I'm saying right. like just him coming coming back off of playing with the I national thought, team. I thought Albert or Demir might score. Part of the thing is with Demir, his goals are going to be down yes. because he was playing that. You know, he's playing up top yeah. in the role that Sam has. He's farther away from the goal. He's going to score fewer Absolutely. goals. Yeah. That's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, expect Albert to score more. Uh, Corey Baird doesn't have a goal yet. He had eight in his Rookie of the Year campaign a year ago. Yeah, uh, right. And then Savarino, I think, is sitting on three, which is 
way down from what you'd expect from him. It's not one guy. There's multiple guys scoring. Now, they've gone through this before. They were going through this last year, and they scored 12 goals in two matches. I mean, man, when they broke out, they broke out, and that may be coming again. You'd hope so. Uh, it would be nice to see that, but I, I'm with you. I think somebody's due at some point, and you hope it shows up this week. So right now, in the race that is just you know incredibly close, there are uh, what is it now? It's seven points from ninth place to yeah. fourth, and RSL's in eighth. Yep, yeah, three, four points in front of tenth place Kansas City, and four points behind fourth place Minnesota. Sheesh. It's it, quite the pileup right yeah. there. So you wring your hands, and every point matters. And if they had one more point, uh, they'd still be below the playoff line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd be tied with Houston, be tied but with Houston, Houston would have the tiebreaker. Yes. And you just wonder if that point's going to matter at the end of the year. You hope it doesn't, but we've seen it before where, yeah, you said two years ago they came up a point short. So every point is valuable, as we all know, in MLS action. We have a running gag. I do the Saturday show for The Zone here with Adrian. We do five minutes of soccer is one of the segments we do on Saturday. And he forever will always rag on me. He's like, you seriously are telling me the math in MLS is home wins and road draws. I'm like, yes, home wins and road points get success in MLS. And for it just boggles his mind. But anybody who watches this league, you've talked about it multiple times, you get those points when you pick them up on the road. They prove quite valuable towards the end of the year. When RSL made the playoffs back in 2016, I'm mm-hmm. looking at it right now, they had 14 road points, yeah. and they edged Portland out by two. That's the year they yeah. went down and played the Galaxy and lost. Okay. Well, so that's really three years in a row. Just they're right on the cusp. Right on the cusp. So close. That's a it's a, it's a fine line yeah. to walk. But when we'll see how when they goes. missed in 2015, they they missed. They were ten points out. It was it ten points in? Okay. Yeah. So, but the so last three they made two of the last three. Twice uh-huh. they squeaked in. Once they did not. Okay. And this looks like with fourth through tenth place. An eight-point swing right there. It looks like they're either going to squeak in or out. The thing is, when you get to fourth, you're hosting the game. Yes. Your odds of winning go up. Mm-hmm. The owner makes more money. He's more likely to spend more in the offseason. Yeah. I do think if they sell players now in the transfer window, especially if they end up getting a really lucrative offer for Jefferson, gotcha. uh, then do they turn around and turn around and make a move right now, or is it the kind of thing that they push it back to next January? You wait till the next transfer window. Interesting. That's so, a, I don't know how that'll play out. Yeah. I, would, I would guess not this summer, because I'm not hearing much, and sometimes stuff comes together quickly. It's the wild, wild west out there. But we all know but that. I would, I would bet it's, it's pushed back. Deals get held up at yeah. random points. All right, DJ and Yawk Soccer Talk. So somebody's got to score goals because that's five games in a row and Sam's the only guy to score and run a play. Let's put six He's the only guy to score in a run of play since Savarino's winner at the death against Atlanta. That was six games ago. Yikes. Well, there was a Gold Cup break put in, so it's throwing but you off. still, though. I know, but, but it's five games yeah. and then those that 20 days they didn't play. Whew. Okay. That's, and that's the last time. So that's what I'm saying. These guys, they're due. That's an eternity. And, and Philly... Not in a great run of form in their last four mm-hmm. matches. At altitude, if someone breaks out and gets that early goal, even if Sam doesn't go, I would guess he doesn't, but I don't know, then they're in good shape. They get the three points. They feel great about themselves. And, you know, the way everybody beats themselves up, they catch somebody and they're back above the line again, and, you yeah. know, away we go. I figure there's got to be at least two more peaks and two more valleys. Not one peak and one valley. There's okay. at least two peaks and two valleys. We're going to ride the roller coaster the rest of this season. All right, DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. Check us out every week, Saturday night at the Riot, Philadelphia Union, the first place team in the East. We'll see you then.